This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. With five months to go before the Ontario election, Premier Kathleen Wynne is shuffling her cabinet to replace the ministers who are set to retire. You've heard the leaked names of the new ministers, as far as we know, in Bob's News. But the question is, will this bolster the Liberal strategy to present themselves as agents of change? According to the numbers, the increase in the minimum wage, which was the main feature of uh, the new year so far, is a popular move. And they are set to introduce free university tuition for low-income families. Will that or anything else change your mind? At year's end, Wynn's popularity was in the dumpster at around 20%, and that was actually an improvement from her all-time low of 12%, which is an all-time low for any sitting premier. And according to the latest poll from Forum Research, the Liberals are still headed for opposition. Uh, It has 43% supporting the progressive conservatives if a provincial election were held today. And the Liberals in a dead heat with the NDP at 24% each. So what do you think, again, um, is Kathleen Wynne sort of coming back a bit? Um, Most of the comment we get here on this show are people saying that we need time for a change. Uh, What do you make of the strategy that the Liberals are a change because they're bringing in all kinds of new things? We want to hear from you, of course, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Right now, we are going to go to Ashton Arsenault, who is a consultant at Crestview Strategy with a conservative bent, and Bob Richardson at National Public Relations, and uh, he's got a liberal bent. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Libby. Hello. Hello. Um, Okay, let's start with Bob. Uh, Bob, um, how would you say Kathleen Wynne is doing at the beginning of the year with uh, the minimum wage and the controversy that surrounds it and all of that? Well, let's first of all put it in historic perspective. This is a very, very tough re-election. Very few governments get re-elected after uh, 15 years. Uh, The polls are tough for her. Her personal numbers are tough for her. So, you know, I'm just being candid and honest. This is a a very tough tough re-election bid. Uh, That being said, I I give Kathleen uh, Wynne credit. She is tough. She's hardworking. Uh, She's out there. She certainly is dominating the agenda on uh, on issues that uh, she wants to minimum wage being an example of that pharmacare and other so she's uh, she's trying to put her best foot forward but uh, i'm not uh, um I, I you know i'm not uh saying that that is going to make all the difference in the world but i think she's doing the right things that she needs to do at this point and ashton uh, is there anything that she can do to um win another term or at this point is it a lost cause 
Yeah, so I just want to touch on today's rumors about the cabinet shuffle. You know, I think the rumored promotions of MPPs Molly and Vernil make a ton of sense if you look at the electoral map. Uh, DeRosier is another rumor. That seat uh, is pretty safe, but she was touring with the Premier over the course of the winter. So I think the Premier trusts her, and therefore that makes a lot of sense. Uh, make no bones about it, these are seats that the Premier is going to have to hold on to if she wants to be Premier uh, following the next election. Um, that said, there's another way of looking at today's cabinet shuffle. Um, even the deck chairs on the Titanic were rearranged every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And if nothing else, today's move reminds everybody in Ontario that a power vacuum will be forming in Ontario's cabinet with the departures of trusted ministers Brad Duguid, uh, Deb Matthews, and Liz Sandals. Of course, this is all rumor at this time, but uh, I think her recent interview that you played before we came on made it fairly clear that... Uh, she is going to be out with the old and in with the new. Well, uh, I mean, there are two ways uh, of looking at the retirements, because those trusted and very senior ministers, on the one hand, you can say it's time because of the amount of time they've been there and their ages, but also, um, would you think that part of it is they, they see what's coming, <laughs> and what's coming could be a defeat? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, you know what? Okay, who's who's uh, who's going first? Sorry, I you know I think in, in the case of a number of them, it's just they're at the end of their political life. You know, Liz Sandals is seventy, uh, Deb Matthews is in her sixties, and has been elected I think five times. So as you begin to take a look at a number, and Brad Duguid's been a politician for over a quarter of a century. So I think in the cases of all three, I think they just realized, hey. If I want to do something different in my life, or in, in Liz's case, she wants to retire, the time to do so is now. So I, I wouldn't read too much into those. Uh, that happens in the course of any government. It, Stephen, uh, Stephen Harper certainly faced that in Ottawa, Ottawa with John Baird and Peter McKay and a variety of others. So that's the type of thing that just happens as a matter of course. Yeah, follow up on what Bob said. I think all of those individuals have reached sort of a natural expiration point in their political lives. Um, so I wouldn't put too much into that. But what I just want to say about Kathleen Wynne is that her campaigning skills should never be discounted. People have every right in the world to criticize her government's policies and outcomes as a premier, but those who discount her as a campaigner are doing so at their own peril. It wasn't all that long ago that people said Kathleen Wynne had no chance of winning an election, and, well, look how that panned out. But with regards to the fresh blood, six months of time on the job certainly isn't a lot, especially when you consider a good portion of that time will be spent campaigning. So while it's true that today's shuffle means that Ontario's cabinet will be a bit more diverse and youthful, make no mistake about it, this is an election cabinet, and Premier Wynne knows what she's doing. Okay, um, let's uh, get to uh, the events that you know, made huge headlines, and that's uh, the increase in the minimum wage and the whole Tim Hortons saga, where Kathleen Wynne came out and, and slammed these, uh, these franchise owners for cutting back. Um, what do you think that gambit did for her? Well, it gave her an opportunity to uh, define the issue. I mean, uh, she's likely sending flowers to uh, to the Joyce family for uh, for their reaction to the minimum wage because it gave her an opportunity and a platform that she exploited for two weeks. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of businesses in Ontario have been preparing uh, for this for a long, long period of time. I think a lot of businesses have gone about it in a responsible fashion in terms of implementing it. Uh, I think this was probably, and Tim Horton's uh, corporate office would have probably agreed with me, was probably not the most prudent way to, uh, to proceed. So it gave her an opportunity to highlight what she's done, what the, the minimum wage is, and to put herself on the side of, uh, of, uh, of working people in the province, particularly people who are working at the, at the lower, uh, lower end wage. Yeah, I look at this in two ways. Uh, number one, this is a, as populist of a policy as you can possibly get. And I think, frankly, the Premier has played this one pretty well. And I think outside observers would have to agree. Um, but at the same time, uh, this policy, frankly, is going to affect many people already within the Premier's base. So I don't think these are votes that she had to fight for in the first place. Uh, obviously, we'll have to wait until Election Day to figure out the true results of that. But, but I think she largely had that. But it's a lot of people. I mean, the, the, the wage increase itself affects a million and a half people. And then you have all the people, uh, you know, p- people who are in unions. And, and frankly, uh, you know, uh, it's not scientific what we have here on Fight Back. Uh, but even people who are, I would say, generally conservative in their views, uh, uh, you know, seem to support an increase in the minimum wage. Yeah, you know, look, uh, the minimum wage is one thing. You already discussed pharma. We already discussed free tuition. Um, If you look at the Ontario government over the past six months, let's say, they've been producing and passing legislation in addition to doling out public funds at a feverish pace. (laughs) Yeah. And, And look, this is going to continue the closer we get to the election. That's just a fact. In particular for me, uh, I think the marquee thing to watch in the coming weeks will be signals from the government on when they plan to release the budget. Uh, this is going to be a no-holds-bar election budget. It's going to be chocked full of goodies. Frankly, I don't think the province will be in a position to afford many of these goodies, but it won't matter because this government has proven time and time again that they're willing to nail as much jello to a tree as possible in the hopes that something will stick, in this case, with the electorate. And, and what's the ballot question going to be? Is, it, is the question going to be, do you trust Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals, or uh, are they past their best before date? Or is it going to be this uh, smorgasbord of goodies that they are offering? Bob? Well, I think, uh, I think the opposition would like it to be Kathleen Wynne, yes or no. I think that's uh, what, what the opposition would like, uh, like to have, given, uh, given her numbers in the popularity polls. I think uh, the Liberals would uh, obviously like to have a little bit of a different ballot question, which is more uh, uh, a ballot question of, uh, of, uh, of uh, judges on what we have done. If you take a look at the economy, the economy is in good shape in, in Ontario, uh, better than any G7 country right now. Places like Brantford are looking for workers for the first time in 20 years and in a number of places in southwestern Ontario. Uh, in terms of the fiscal situation, the debt-to-GDP ratio has been going down, and uh, the bond rating uh, agencies are very satisfied with the direction that the province has been going in. So you can check a lot of those boxes off. Ontario voters tend to vote on three things. One, the economy. Two, health care. And three, education. And all, all three of the Liberals have a decent story to tell. Uh, the question is, can they cut through some of the uh, some of the issues that they've had over the last 15 years and uh, can they present themselves as refreshed and uh, ready to govern.
Uh, yeah, I think Bob's absolutely right on that one. You know, I think it, that question largely depends on uh, what party you're looking at it from. So if you're Patrick Brown's Tories, obviously you want the ballot question to be, is it time for a change? Um, but if you're the liberals, I think it'd be something along the lines of judge us on our results. Uh, Bob pointed out a number of good points. Uh, the gambit right now is whether or not the Ontario liberals feel as though Ontario voters have a short enough memory. Uh, <laughs> because, sure, the results have been somewhat admirable in a couple of areas, but scandal after scandal, debt after debt, um, they better hope that when people go to vote in June, that memories are short. Before we get to the phones, uh, I'd like to turn the question around. The latest poll shows that uh, both Patrick Brown and Andrea Horvath are somewhat unknown. So what do they have to do? What does Patrick Brown have to do, Ashton? Yeah, you know, look... As we've seen in the past few months, political polling within the province of Ontario is proving to be extremely difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, based on what we've seen, Patrick Brown's Tories are either in majority territory or they are much closer to the Liberals than was previously thought. Um, ultimately, the campaign will decide on who wins and who loses, which is why campaigns are so exciting. But if you're Patrick Brown, uh, you have to keep doing what you're doing. You have to get yourself out there. We just saw he went through a large PR blitz. These are the types of things that you need to do. He obviously is very, very adept at maneuvering within some of the minority populations within Ontario, which is obviously a strategic plank for them. So he just needs to keep getting himself out there. And, yeah, and I, I would say, number one, uh, I think both of the opposition leaders have, have done a pretty good job. In the, in the environment that they can right now. Quite frankly, Ontarians aren't checked in on a provincial election, and neither of them are going to be known uh, very well until, quite frankly, the last two weeks of the provincial election. So they're, they're, uh, uh, the number of people in Ontario that know them will start to build over the next five months, but it will not be huge. I happen to think, and I've, I've been chief of staff and leader of the opposition in Ontario, worst job I've ever had. Oh my God. <laughs> you, have, you have no carrots, you have no stick, and it's a, and it's a tough gig. So I have great sympathy for, uh, for Patrick Brown having, uh, having served in the opposition leader's office. Look, I think he's doing the right things. He's raising money. He's getting good candidates. He has uh, extended the base of his party into a number of ethnocultural communities, particularly in the South Asian community. And he's kept kind of a raucous caucus together, which is no easy task either. So, you know, I think he is on par doing a good job as, oppos- as opposition leader, but it takes, uh, it takes uh, it, let me tell you, it takes a while to get there. Okay, uh, let's uh, take a call from Avril in Richmond Hill. Hello, Avril. Uh, hi, Libby. Um, I'd like to speak today about, there's so many things I'd like to say, but one of the things I'd like to bring up is, I don't know if it was two elections ago or three elections ago, the Liberal Party said if they were voted in that they would bring in dental care for low income. And uh, never did that, uh, which would have saved uh, probably uh, the health costs uh, uh, millions, if not hundreds of millions, because it it leads to uh, uh, other health issues, including heart problems, uh, other physical issues, and mental issues. So now she she can't go to that. So she's gone in now with um, uh, prescriptions for, I, I don't know, I think it's for young children. people. Yeah, under 24. Yes, and which is, uh, thank goodness, they use a lot less prescriptions than older people. Uh, but it seems that everything she does uh, come election time 
is uh, smoke and mirrors. It's, it's promises, promises. And even if she does this time uh, uh, actually fulfill the promises, uh, then the the budget is going to be way out of hand, and eventually another party is going to be voted in eventually, and they will have to deal with the fact uh, uh, of of having um, oh uh, I can't uh, think ha- having uh, the hangover. Uh, Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Every party that gets elected loves to have uh, the previous government to pl- blame for for everything uh, that's wrong Absolutely. when they're in office. So Absolutely. that crosses party lines. <laughs> but this time it is. She has promised so many things. As with the the minimum wage being being uh, brought up, I, I, I agree with that to some degree, but she had years and years to bring it up a dollar and then another dollar. But she does it come election time and jumps it up three, four dollars, and that does cause a problem. Well, yeah, a lot of people are pointing that out. Avril, thanks very much for your call. Thank you. Okay, uh, we have to take a quick break. Before we go to break, people, I'll give the numbers out again. I uh, want to hear from you on, uh, there's a cabinet shuffle today heading into an election. Uh, what do you think about the Liberals' chances? Uh, are you taking another look at Kathleen Wynne? Are you going to judge her on what the government is doing now or on previous scandals? Do you trust them? All of that are the questions that we are trying to explore here. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm talking to some strategists from both sides of the aisle. Um, guys, please hang on. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, we are looking ahead to the cabinet shovel this afternoon and uh, looking further ahead to the election and talking about uh, the chances of yet another liberal government after all this time. Uh, we've seen the liberals bring in an increase in the minimum wage. They're going to bring in free tuition. Uh, and we're asking people the question, you know, can can they... Uh, win your trust or win back your trust. Uh, I'm here with two strategists, uh, but first we're going to take a couple of calls from our listeners. We've got William in Toronto. Hi, William. Hi, Liv. Good to have you back. Thank you. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry? Uh, Hello? Uh, I think we have a problem with your line. Try again, and if not, we might have to... Hello? Hello, how's this? Uh, yeah, what's, what's your comment? Uh, Kathleen Wynne has, has lost a lot of credibility uh, uh, with me and trustworthiness, and it's all smoke and mirrors for her to get elected, and it's not for the people whatsoever. And historically, uh, Ontario votes conservative when there's federal liberals in power. So I think we're going to go uh, uh, Patrick uh, Brown uh, a win here. Hopefully, uh, the NDP will get more than the liberals will do. Uh, will get, and um, that's all I've got to say. Okay, thanks for that, William. Uh, let's hear from Brian and Mimico. Hi, you know. I guess the question is, do they deserve to win? It's funny how on a federal level... That's up level, to you. It's a very successful government, balanced budget, 
Well, we're tired of them, so you get rid of them. Yet after, what is it now, 15 years of endless failures, total screw-ups, are there any success stories in the liberal reign? It's just a, a list of endless failures and boondoggles and everything else. And now, of course, liberals are doing what they do best, spending your money to buy your vote. And unfortunately, there's an awful lot of people who will go for that. It's just like federal liberals. The guy looks great on the media and on television. That's what they vote vote for him, even though their policies are terrible. So will she get in? I hope not. God almighty, I hope not. Okay. She doesn't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Okay, thanks for that, Brian. Okay, um... Well, Bob maybe Richardson. I'll leap in here. Sorry? Maybe I'll leap in here. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, one, you know, uh, they've been in office for 15 years. They've done a lot of good things in the 15 years they've been in office. The economy is in excellent shape at the moment, as I was saying earlier. On healthcare, we have 7,000 more new uh, uh, nurses. We have hot new hospitals do- uh, dotting the province. Wait times are down, not up in terms of a lot of the different elective surgeries that are required. Um, We have a new uh, school of medicine in the north that is making a huge difference now in terms of getting doctors out into rural and northern areas. So, you know, it's one thing to make gas bag unsubstantiated unsubstantiated remarks. It's another thing to take a look at what really the substance of the things are. They've done a lot of good things for the province. And you know what? Over 15 years, they've made a lot of mistakes, too, as well. So people can judge them on that. But to suggest that they haven't done anything for 15 years really is, quite frankly, uh, kind of trite and irresponsible, and it's not accurate. Okay. Well, I think that sums sums things up uh, uh, very well from your perspective. Ashton, what about you? Yeah, I just want to touch on what the first caller had to say. So depending on what you believe, uh, the NDP is either in second or third place in terms of party standings. Andrew Horvath could ultimately have a shot at holding the balance of, um, uh, of power in Ontario if it finds itself in a minority situation. So think of Andrew Weaver's Green Party out in B.C., except Horvath would probably have more seats at the end of the day. Um, people seem to like Andrew Horvath as a person, um, but they haven't been willing to give her a leadership chance yet. Um, she'll need an, an incredibly strong campaign to prove she deserves a second look as somebody that can lead the province. And I'll just leave it on this. Um, the second caller had a couple of things right. So there is a lot of goodies going out the door uh, from the current government, and a lot of this is, yes, your money, my money, and Bob's money, and these are things that are being put forward so that the government can get reelected. Make no mistake about that. These are all election maneuvers. Okay, well, uh, I think we're going to be talking about this uh, more than a few times before uh, we cast our ballots on June the 7th. And thank you so much for your insight, Bob Richardson and Ashton Arsenault. Thank thank you, Libby. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.